Welcome to the Reconstructing Faith Podcast. Hey, um, before we get started, tell the audience a little about who you are. Share your story a little bit. Let people know, uh, you know, what 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 prompted you to uh, to be a guest on the show. So I'm Celeste Smith. I have two sweet little babies, Kason and Caden, and um, married to my wonderful husband Cody. And I was prompted to do the podcast because I was an alcoholic for a very long time. And I am now uh, reaching my two-year sober anniversary. So I like to just be able to share my story about how Christ really brought me through that. So we've all gone through different experiences in our faith journey. I know for me, for example, growing up, I didn't have the greatest experience with church. My grandmother dragged me in. And um, I just really didn't, I didn't feel like, uh, like faith was something that uh, I resonated toward. I didn't really get this whole God and Jesus relationship. And so uh, early on I struggled, but, you know, for those listening to your story, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced during your faith journey? Like, you know, have you always gone to church? Have things always gone well with God or, or have there been some challenges uh, coming up throughout your faith journey? And and how did those challenges help shape who you are today? How, how did they shape the direction for, for where you're at in your relationship with God today? I would also say that a big challenge for me was that as soon as I sort of announced my coming to Christ, I got saved big moment. Um, a lot of people fell off of my bandwagon. So I had a lot of people that I thought I was really close with that didn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. Um, even some of those people were related to me. So that in and of itself has been a challenge, but I realized quickly that it's because of the lifestyle I lead that I'm on the straight and narrow and every move that I make and every, you know, word that I speak, I try to surround that with God and with prayer and, you know, what the Lord really wants me to do. And a lot of people get really uncomfortable with that. And coming from who I was, which was the fun person, the party girl, you know, things like that, I'm very different. And a lot of people don't really like that side of me. <laughs> Um, which is fine because the people that do are the people that I surround myself with, which, you know, are my church family and things like that. And a select group of friends and family that are also lovers of Jesus and, you know, walk the same lifestyle that I do. So a lot of people today, you know, we see people that talk Jesus, talk God, you know, we see it with politicians, with business owners, with people you know, all over social media, you know, trying to get attention. Sometimes, uh, you know, one of the challenges in the 21st century, we see a lot of people, quote unquote, using God, um, you know, to get what they want. But, you know, Jesus talked about a way of life. And I'm curious, and I'm sure that listeners would be curious, but what are some of the things that you do in your personal life? What are some of the things that you do to deepen your relationship with God and uh, and to help you be more like Jesus to help you live out your faith practically? Like what are some of the, the things that you do that, that help you do that? 
I think that that is also a two-part answer. Um, I would say that I just pray a lot that the Lord would open my eyes, ears, and heart to what He wants me to do. And a lot of times that looks like me really putting myself out there. Um, And sometimes if He puts a word on my heart that I need to say to someone that's a random stranger, then I just follow through with that, even though it feels very uncomfortable sometimes. But... um, And sometimes I get a not so great response and people, you know, have laughed at me or made fun of me before, but that's okay. I'm just doing, you know, kingdom work and, um, it's okay to get out of your comfort zone sometimes. And I would say that the second thing is that I try to share my story as often as I can because, there were very few people around me that knew how bad my struggle was with alcohol. And, um, I hit it really well. You know, when you're an alcoholic, a lot of times you're a professional at it. (laughs) And so I did a really good job, um, hiding behind that veil, so to speak. And so I try to share my story as often as I can, because I think if someone would have came to me and said, you know, this is what I went through and this is how I overcame it. It may have opened my eyes. Um, but I silently struggled for years and years and years because I hit it so well. Nobody knew how to help me for those that did really, you know, kind of know what was going on behind the scenes. Um, and so I just try to share as much as I can and be vulnerable and really real about my past. I know one of the things uh, that I hear people say a lot is, you know, God is a crutch for weak-minded people. You know, a construct created, you know, Christianity is the church is filled with hypocrites or, or you know, the church is just filled with weak-minded people who can't take responsibility for their life or, or you know, people who believe in that stuff, they're just weak-minded. It's just a crutch. Knowing your experience with God, your walk with Christ, like the life that you have and your journey, what... What, would, what encouragement would you give people or what advice would you give people? What encouragement would you give to those who say, I'll never, I'll never walk in a church or I'll never go back in a church because I've been wounded. What encouragement would you, would you give to people to help them grow closer in their walk with God through Christ? What would you say to those people who say, Hey, give me one good reason why I should, why I should get involved with the church community, the the big C church, right? I'm not talking denominations or specific things like that, but what advice would you give somebody, you know, if they were to say, you give me one good reason why I should consider God and Jesus and and, and being part of this whole church family. So maybe this is going to sound a little cliche and I'm cool with that, but for me, like me even being alive is a walking testimony of why people should put themselves out there and try it. Um, because I was literally at the bottom of the barrel. Um, and quite frankly, ready to not live anymore. And so for me, I I really had that wake up call, um, moment whenever I got saved and I got a second chance at life. And so another, you know, amazing part to living a life with Christ is that, your life flourishes so much because you are doing kingdom work. You're doing stuff behind the scenes for people, you know, like Jesus did. 
that nobody sees. It's not on social media or anything like that, but you're giving back to the Lord and he gives back to you. And I could sit for days on end and tell you ways that he has blessed me because I've blessed others or because I've prayed, you know, what do I do in this situation? And he has opened up so many doors that we're supposed to close or we're never supposed to open. You know, I was told, um, by my doctor that I was never going to have children. Never. It just was not going to be in the cards and I needed to accept that. But after, you know, a lot of people praying over me and at the time I was not right with God, he opened that door and allowed me to get pregnant. I was still not right with him until 11 months after I had that baby. But, you know, he allowed me to conceive naturally without any treatment whatsoever again and have a second child. So things like that, that I know are just miracles of God. It's just shown to you over and over and over again. And being a part of the Big C Church, that's a feeling that you can't replace. You can't find in anything else. Because trust me, I've tried. And it just is so fulfilling when you know you're filled with god it it's a feeling that it's hard to put words on you know when when you really actually do surrender your whole life and a lot of times that's scary to do but when you surrender in every way then the proof really is in the pudding because things come back to you in supernatural ways that you never ever ever could have imagined all right, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on, but for some of my listeners, they may not really know who you are. So if you don't mind, take a moment to share with people who you are and give us a little bit of your background. Like, Tell us a little about your faith journey, where it began, and a little bit about how that shapes who you are today. Well, I would say that people probably know me for my work doing 3D and 4D prenatal ultrasounds, um, and my kids, Kaysen and Kaden. So my faith journey started in September of 2020, and I was watching the She Is conference online, and Carrie Garcia was the guest speaker. It was online because of COVID, and I would never watch anything like that in a million years because at that time I was wild. You can ask my husband. <laughs> um, he was not wild, uh, but he was having to put up with me. Anyways, um, like I said, Kaysen was 11 months old and I decided, you know, I'll just watch this thing online, whatever. I'm just at home, whatever. So the first night, um, it kind of grabbed me a little bit and I could feel something moving inside my soul, almost as if the Holy Spirit was preparing me for what was about to happen. Um, and so the second night when it was aired, I didn't drink that day. And normally I would have been drinking a lot, um, especially at nighttime, but I decided not to. So I was very sober minded the second night watching this conference and I will never forget it because it was a house that we used to live at in Cookville and I was sitting in the bathroom floor watching this conference um, and Kaysen was asleep and she just started talking about where she had came from and how she was an addict and she wanted to commit suicide and she had made a plan and I just kept thinking to myself like I am literally in her same exact shoes. You know, I feel like she's here talking to me. 
Um, now that I've learned a lot, that was Holy Spirit. <laughs> but uh, when she, you know, did the invitation, I had never felt moved like that before. And I just, I knew that was my moment. And so alone, you know, that's when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior um, in the bathroom floor. And it doesn't always have to be pretty, and that's okay. Um, but that moment changed me forever. I was immediately sober, and I remember pouring out the alcohol that I had in the fridge because um, I knew I wouldn't need it. You know, it was a crutch. I was an addict. It was, it was filling a void, and I knew that that had been filled. And so I dumped it all out. I never bought any more. I never went back for anything. And September 15th this year will make two whole years of being sober. So, um, it's been a very amazing eye opening experience. I've never been sober for this long since I was 15 years old. So, um, life is a lot different now. I enjoy life with my kids. I can remember <laughs> things, you know, that I've done with my kids and, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey.